Hello, welcome to Vaguely Music. I am Kelsey Jacobson. And I'm Ryan Strumpler. And we are here and happy to have you with us again. This podcast has been a uh, development out of a music school, Double Bar Music, that we run in Westport, Massachusetts, and is the product of many late nights that we've stayed talking music and life. And so, you know, if you're joining us for the first time, get ready for it. Yeah. It, like Kelsey said, this all developed because we, we run a lot of programs here, and we would always just stay after and talk about things vaguely musical, and this is where everything stems from. Yeah, so um, we are at kind of a a interesting turning point in our experience here at the store. We are moving to a new location on April 1st. Yay! Um, <laughs> so we are very excited and extremely overextended. And we have programs that are culminating in the next week, and yep. we are moving in the next week. And, and both of us, both Kelsey and myself, are full-time teachers as well. And Yes, and running running the behind the scenes of the store. So we have a lot of things going on. So actually, Ryan had a great idea yeah. of taking today. So, oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm cutting you off. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah, so you are. <laughs> talking about <laughs> self-care, right, as a musician, but also in general, right? And this is something that I severely struggle with. Um it's a, and it's a very important topic. I don't feel like it gets talked a lot in our field. Yeah. This is something that the idea of hustling, the idea of like working crazy hours, taking all the gigs, doing everything is crazy glorified. And there's nothing inherently wrong with it. But reading yourself is like highly, highly important. Yeah. And, and I think I, I think too that um, – there is a way that you, if you want to have that fast-paced lifestyle, there's a you have to also be willing to balance that out, and I think that's the piece that yeah, yes. no one talks about and no. So let's let me say this: I fundamentally, in my heart of hearts, truly believe a majority of this has to do with the fact that a lot of when of why people play music and the people they enjoy starting out in music were very young. That, like, if I ticked off the bands I loved when I was younger, Led Zeppelin, right, Metallica, all of these bands created albums very early on. Yep. And I think there's this pressure that, like, I have to have it done by an early age. I have to do this, or if I'm not X, Y, and Z at a certain age, then it's it's not as good. Uh, I think there's a lot of pressure in general from society that, like, when you're younger— you're supposed to achieve, and there's a lot of things based around age. Well, I, I I agree. I totally agree with that. I also think it goes beyond that, though, because I I know a lot of older musicians who are still perpetually in a state of burnout and overextended. So I actually I think the age thing definitely contributes because you feel like you have to have to make everything happen now. But I also think that it's a semblance of um, it's a semblance of needing to always capitalize on the success that you just had yeah. to build off that, yeah. right? So it's always that like, oh, I have momentum and now I have to keep going because I have momentum and now I have more momentum. So now I have to keep going on this and now I have more of this. So it's it's a self, self-fulfilling self gerbil wheel that yeah. is kind of a necessity, but I think it just has to be maintained because people aren't wrong about that. No, that idea. Yeah, and 
And this is an interesting thing for the field of music. I don't think it's exclusive for music, but I think the mindset is 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 more prominent in music. The idea that like I have to be doing something. I want to be better than I was yesterday. Yeah. I want to be doing. I'm I'm focused on the next thing. Yeah. Right. How many interviews have you met, read from artists and musicians where they're talking about, oh, this is my best album yet. Yeah. Right. And then why they believe that is because they're still making and they want to believe that their next thing is greater. Because that's a little bit uncomfortable to say, I've, I, you know, I have nothing. I've peaked. Yeah, <laughs> but this is this is not as prominent a mindset in other fields. So, for example, my father uh, worked in in accounting and in finance, and for when I was younger, he worked like crazy. But he always tried to instill that like there's a time and a place to stop, right? Yeah. Like. He went to as many soccer games as he could go to. My sister's piano recital, which shouts out, Meg, you were trash at piano. But I love you all the same. But you were so I feel bad. like this is the second time you've said that. Yeah, I think I'm, she's going to start <laughs> taking it personally she, soon. Yeah, well, she wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody remixed that. Um, and there's this, there was this idea growing up where it's like, okay, you work a lot. Work as much as possible. Because if you want something, you're going to have to put in a lot of effort. Yep. But try to stop. And then in the music world, as I got older, I noticed there's like – there was this negative feeling where it's like, oh, you mean you're not gigging on Friday? Oh, you mean you're not doing X, Y, and Z? Oh, you mean you're only practicing this much? And I think a lot of that comes from people's insecurity. But I also think there's an attitude for music where it's like, especially where it's like, wait, you mean you're stopping? You're stopping for the weekend? You're right. stopping for a month? Well, I, I think that's also snowballed a little bit too because of how fast-paced um, the life we live in like our cultural pacing now with technology moving as fast as it is releases moving as fast as they are people moving on to the next new thing much more quickly mm -hmm. um, and expecting more product much quicker yeah. than they ever used to I, so i think i think what was always inherently there has been extremely exaggerated um and what was already a case of burnout because I feel that burnout syndrome applies to anything that's vaguely art-based, right? <laughs> um, but that, like, um, I know I know visual artists can experience that. Mm -hmm. I know that perf uh, other kinds of performing artists, dancers, actors, I mean, it's always, always into the next project because as your name gets out there, you make that's when you make the connection and that's when you're – have the opportunity so then you're like oh I don't want to pass up that opportunity because it might not come again so I'm going to take that opportunity and it I think that process which was already pretty intense has sped up even more yeah and let's also let's let's call it what it is there's a huge financial component to this as well of course where yeah, yeah. other industries have this set thing it's not that I always really believe it's not that musicians don't make a lot of money it's that there's not a lot of security on each thing there's not a lot of consistent income with the exception of like teaching right getting oh yeah. like even a weekly gig can disappear in a moment. Absolutely. Right? And but I think, right, that um, people function from that place. That So there's a difference there. There's people who function in like a, I'm going to take this opportunity. It's great. It's exactly what I want to do. And then there's people who take opportunities based out of a place of fear mm -hmm. of like, oh, well, this opportunity might not come again. Right. Or, or I got to take as many gigs as possible because, because – you know what if one of them fails when, yeah right? when, it, when it rains yeah you want to you always want to be the the person right yeah which 
that's where I have a problem. A right. Bit. And I've actually talked with one of my buddies, John, is an incredible actor up in Boston. And he, he talked to me a couple weeks ago on FaceTime. He's like, Ryan, have you ever taken an audition or taken something, a gig, where like you knew it was good for your career and so you just you just took it? And I said, yes. And those are the ones that I end up usually not following through with and yeah. telling the people like, thank you for having me. I'm so glad, but this is not where my heart is, but thank you for talking with me. Yep. The times that I felt like I'm where I need to be are the times where I've paced myself and been happier. The times where I felt like this is a good career move don't sit well for me. And I, I think that's kind of independent of, of my own. I, I can't say that works for other people. I yeah. cannot say, you know, do what you feel is in your gut. If you think it's a good career move, do it. But in my life, every time I've been offered something, uh, and usually, too, the, the opportunities are tied to a good financial opportunity yeah. as well. And so you, but they never it, – it, for me, it just never lined up. Like it always in my gut felt like it was like I was checking off a box because I needed to say that I was doing it. Yeah. And, yeah. So, well, so and I think – so what we're – what we're talking about essentially is pacing, yep. self-pacing. That doesn't mean that you necessarily trudge along at the same life speed and same busyness speed all the time, all year round. Because uh, frankly, that's just not life. Yeah. But but we're talking about sort of mental, emotional, physical pacing of yourself in your projects and your careers. So what you're talking about, I would say you can sort of judge whether to do something. Like if you're seeing something that comes across your plate and it's like, wow, this would be a great career move. A, the first thing to look at is, is it also where your heart is? Right. And where your your goal is in terms of your craft, right, as, as an artist. If it is, then it's kind of a no-brainer because it it meets both goals at the same time. If it's not, then I think you it's important to look at longevity. How long is this commitment? Right. Because if it's for a limited amount of time, but it's going to give you a nice career gain, then to work that much harder for a limited amount of time can be a worthy investment. Um, and what a limited amount of time qualifies as is going to be different from person to person and what also dependent on whatever other obligations are also in your life. But so if you're looking at a time limitation and that time limitation makes sense for, for what you feel it would contribute to your career overall, then maybe that makes sense. If it is a situation where you're looking at a career opportunity that doesn't align necessarily with where you want to be artistically and could be an ongoing energy drain focus drain time drain then you got to have a hard conversation with yourself of what is it actually bringing to the table if it's not following your artistic idea why are you doing it yes and so and you might come and be like i'm doing it because i like it enough yeah. it doesn't satisfy everything it doesn't do it doesn't x y and z all of the tanks right for my life but it does enough and i have enough time whatever enough time is it for you to exist in the world yeah um a lot of people a lot of my buddies have 
there are like musical like I I've, I have one buddy in who uh, who's a programmer up in Boston and he plays in a fantastic metal band I've talked about him before and he works 40 hours a week and he likes the job enough and then he, he gigs with his band and practices and records and he's like cool I have something and this can be applicable for musicians as well I like something enough and this can be ongoing because it does I don't it doesn't drain everything from me and I like it enough and I'm okay with the choice one thing to that's really 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 important too is like I can't stress it enough is to be like incredibly self-aware um yeah and to not belogna yourself you can fill that in with a different word um don't lie to yourself because you're the one making the decisions so if you know in your heart of hearts and people actually have better judgment than they think when they can read themselves if you know in your heart of hearts it's not a good idea and you're not meant to be there don't override it because when you are miserable you're gonna have nobody but yourself to 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 make to blame you know for lack of a better word to blame you're the one making your decisions in your life especially in this field yeah so so be honest with yourself if you can ration yourself for for two years and be like look like i want i'm gonna go on cruise ships i like them enough it's a great opportunity it has a deadline i don't mind it it's gonna make me good money and then at two years from now i will go do my own thing you could ration yourself well uh, so and so we're talking about pacing right which is pacing sometimes people i think make the mistake of looking at pacing in a compartmentalized way right so like i you had brought up your friend who has this full-time job non-music related right Mm -hmm. and then he has his music thing so we look at i think one of the first ways people trick themselves is they look at how much time the music takes up right and it's like oh well it's only this night and this night and this night or i know people who will do that by band right if they're in multiple bands they're like well this band only rehearses once a week and and maybe we gig once a weekend or once every other weekend and they look at each group and this is the way that they avoid looking at at the reality of the situation sometimes and why they're always so burnt out which is okay so that's one group but you're you're in four other ones too and you have a day job yep. so what do you what are you going to do with that information or or you're juggling any number of things um and they might all bring you joy but here's the fun part is do all those parts put together into one greater sum allow you to actually experience the joy of all those all those things that you're involved in because sometimes too many things is going to bring the joy down on everything so yeah. even doing something you love becomes becomes not something you love when you have too much to do and it becomes a burden right and that's a fine line like i say all of this is fluctuating there are times when you are going to be required to put out more energy than you might have or more time than is even possible yeah yeah but when you function at that place at max all the time you can't you will mentally emotionally and physically you will burn out and you will get sick and you will get tired and you will not be able to perform at the level that you would like to see yourself perform or you can't practice the way you'd like to see yourself practice because your time's allocated to too many performing things or xyz you name it so i think we tend to fool ourselves because we look at we look at one situation yep instead of looking at everything even if it's not related to your art not related to your practice not related to your this what is your time taken up with and that can make you that can give you a good 
pulse on on how you need to pace yourself in the big picture yeah so there's two things i want to touch on real quick before we we move on to something else one is prioritizing if you're in a bunch of bands or you have work and then a, a band or something knowing where the and, and priorities are fluid but knowing where they sit at that moment is huge because then when you divide up your energy and your time you will know and then being very clear with your priorities to the people around you is going to help a lot in the long yeah. run and then two there are different people have different mental outlooks i am and tolerances yeah and i am quite emotionally attached to many of the things i do i think there's positives and negatives to that i know friends who aren't as emotionally attached to everything and there's positives and negatives to that yeah so for me I go all in on stuff that I really believe. And I think it, there's there's great things that can come from that, but I know there's a lot of draining from that. Some people can separate themselves very easy that as soon as they clock out, it's not a negative thing. They just go like, okay, great. That's it. Like, I'm done. I, yeah. I, did my, I did my job. I cared a lot. Not that I didn't care. I put all my energy in, but then when I stopped, I stopped. And I've never been that person. Agreed. I cannot, like, and at some point, knowing myself was going, don't try to be something you're not. Go yeah. all in on being the all emotional, I'm going to rally person. That's who you are. And so I'm in a little bit of a state, and I think everybody in this room, you, Jack behind there, Jack attack, <laughs> we're, we're all in a state of, of burnout, not in this, this whole burnout, but acknowledging that it's like, hey, we have to go put an extra 20% in for a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know, this isn't going to be the whole time. This is not going to be the rest of your life. But we need to tap into something there, short term. And all all the three people in this room are quite emotionally attached to what we do, and that's a real positive thing. It positive is positive change so can then, happen. To segue that, because I want to segue. Look, when you are in a situation where you have to expend energy beyond what you probably should be doing on a day to day basis, mm -hmm. right? So, what do you do to compensate for those things? I cannot, cannot 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 underscore enough that you need to rest there is no such thing as oh well i didn't have time to rest that's normally never true that's normally we didn't want to sacrifice from one area to actually take the time to rest right. so the biggest thing that i see musicians do unfortunately is they work their crazy hours they do what they need to do in terms of rehearsals practice performing for us it's you know prepping for this shift and these these performances right <laughs> Yep. So for me, I have had to make some hard choices over the last month, month and a half especially, of what am I going to do with my time that is not allocated to tasks for work. Yeah, yeah. And I personally know that I'm going to burn out. So I have kind of shut down my socialization 100% because my time to socialize is too late. And it's going to cut in my time to rest. And when I can't sleep, my body can't recover and my mind can't recover and I'm not clear. And if I'm not clear, I then can't approach the next day efficiently and able to tackle tasks. All the tasks that I need to do become difficult and hard and take twice as long, which then sets me behind to the following day. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So how have I gotten around this personally is I made a hard choice, which is if I am going to go socialize, it's going to be early. And if I can't go early and people can't accommodate that, well, then it's just not meant to be at this short period of time. Mm -hmm. And that's a sacrifice that I make for this crunch time in growing our business. Um, and 
obviously I'll have some reconnecting to do when we finally open up. But the the ability to go home and get two nights, three nights in a row of solid sleep, not I'm going to catch a quick quick mm-hmm. chunk and then I'll take a nap later and then I'll take a nap there. Rest is huge physically, mentally, emotionally. You cannot you can't replace it and you will end up with a deficit, which is if you keep setting it off long enough all all i hear is um musicians uh especially will be like oh oh you know i get one good night's sleep and then i'm just even worse the next time and it's like well yeah you're probably making up for about 20 years of (laughs) not actually sleeping so yeah yeah, maybe maybe give it a few nights to balance out so that's that's my biggest thing so i i am notoriously crappy at rest at stopping i've never been good i've been really good at play working no and you really don't good at playing. say yeah <laughs> i've been and so i i function i usually function with a, a certain amount of sleep deficit um for me i find i recharge my batteries when i'm with my closest friends like i need one day a week where i just stop but i facetime with my friends frequently about like three times a week mm-hmm. and i text with them every day i've got about four buddies that I we have a group chat that goes on all the time. Um, I have to shut it off while I teach. I open up my phone and there's 17 messages. But that's for me. When I get home, I plop on the couch. My roommate sits next to me. We set up the phone and I, I, I will grab like one one beer or something and I will just sit there. And we it's not like a, yeah, let's rally. It's like a, yo, like let's vent about today. Like for me, like hanging out with my friends and then trying to hang out with them when we all line up once every three weeks or something is like that to me makes me separate i when i'm resting it's good i'm training i'm not good at this yet i'm openly not good at stopping right when i rest and i have days off my mind races too much and it's because it's not used to stopping Mm -hmm. and i find that for me i'm at my happiest outside of work when i have four of my closest friends laughing with me about nothing I wake up in the morning going like, perspective, got it. That's my flagpole. That's my marker. Okay, so that is true for me, but not during crunch time. Because during crunch time, there are too many things going on in my brain. So whatever whatever situation that may be, for me, and uh, this goes to show you different approaches, right? Yep. During crunch time for me, that is how – that will not give me perspective. That gives me distraction. Right. Yeah. So I need that to shut off my brain. Like that helps me a lot is having my friends talk about something completely else. And we're laughing and we're talking about our inside jokes and everything helps me stop and unwind from work because I go like if I a lot of stuff we do, we do outside. Kelsey and I do outside as well, like editing videos. We talk about what songs and preparing and prepping. So for me, having that point where it goes like, yo, for the next two hours, I'm just going to like play video games and like my friends are going to sit on the side and we're going to like casually talk and it's like no big deal. That to me, I'm like, cool. That's two hours of no non-guitar, non-music, non-scale degrees, non-teaching, non-double bar. Like that is my brain actively goes like it feels almost like for me there's like a scrubbing. And I'm getting used to the fact that like resting days can do that too. Yeah. That is tough for me. I'm yeah. like, but I feel really comfortable. That's like my recharge is like my four friends – when we can sit there and it can be like there's nobody talking for like two minutes, but that's okay. Yep. That to me is like that's when I feel like, ah, okay, great. 
I, I'm a little bit of a social creature by nature. And so socializing with the four people that are closest to me where I can be broken, I can be comfortably broken. Like, yeah. yo, guys, I'm not doing okay. I, I'm I like overtired, yeah, overstressed, I'm over this. burnt yeah. out. I haven't like I've eaten five meals in the car and it's been four days. You know, like I am I am done. And then people being like, well, yeah, you look done. Yeah. Like, and my buddies, like, like being able to, to do that for me, being a hundred percent Ryan around them, uh, or my family. When I talk with like my brother and I, or my, like, it can just be, you know, my brother's like my best friend, just being able to just chat with him for like two hours about like basketball and everything. Yeah. See, I'm a me. legitimate introvert. So, so for me, the decompression is like, yeah, bye everyone. Well, Goodbye. as soon as, as soon as it's not like the closest eight like my mother my father my brother my sister and her husband and like my four closest friends on the planet that's a lot of people you just listed yeah so see for an introvert it's like as soon as i'm by myself yeah i'm great as soon as i'm by myself i'm awesome (laughs) those are the nine people in my life that i can entirely be ryan no judgment and being around those people is is your relaxation i yeah, you know, I have no problem doing this. 2019, you know, and this should be an open thing. I openly wept last night thinking about how lucky I was that, like, I have a mother and father who, like, I have an, a great relationship with. I have a sister who married a, an excellent guy who I, who I, like, who is now, like, my brother. And I have a brother, an older brother, like, a mentor. And I've got four friends who are, like, would ride or die. Yeah. Like, I mean, I get, like, teary. I think of, like... That to me is enough. Knowing that that's enough, I'm still because you've also been working like this outside of school much longer than I have. Oh, yeah. I have not. I'm getting used to this idea yeah. of for of reference. Not, yeah, I have been pulling. I have had three jobs at a time since I was 16, going to school full time. So three jobs, going to school full time. That's been my life. So I manage. So I guess moral of the story is I've figured out somehow how to have friends how to have many jobs and how to rock school and then post school where i would have one full-time job and then multiple part-time jobs uh really well in terms of not letting myself cry in a puddle i mean that's not true because i cry in a puddle all the time but but i do it at home and alone and by myself but there's a big (laughs) i think there's a big thing because at double bar and i've had to learn to mark things in my life like the end of the winter of rock the end of it's your voice the end of this and the beginning of because at school there's a mark a definitive end and here so much of what we do is consistent and so when you when you know there's a definitive goal and you say i'm gonna go turbo i'm gonna tap into something for two weeks and two weeks is gonna totally be rough but i'll make it through and then this like finals, you know, and then I'm done and on vacation. Work, not just here, but for a lot of people, is it's a continuous thing. Always. And I, so I think, right, so one of the things, and I feel like in this situation, you, uh, Jack back there, other people have always commented, funny enough, that I'm always on the go. I get this comment all the time from when we first started the double bar. Uh, double bar concerts double bar shows the parents come up to me they're like you never sit down you never do this you never do this now i have a a growing support system when we first started it was a a much less 
of a strong support system, but it's been, it's been growing huge, which has made this easier. But the things that I do to manage that scenario are, I can keep that energy level because of some crucial things, which is, um, I don't go out. Anybody who knows me knows I'm, I don't, I don't go out much. Like I'll, I'll have no problem hanging with people in their house and this and that. I rarely go out on the town because my day job, which is, you know, doing what I love is very mentally demanding. Yep. And so I have to pick and choose. And also as a singer, being in loud places is not ideal if I have to yell and yell and yell and yell for hours on end and then come in and teach voice lessons for like 40 plus students sometimes a week. Um, I have to choose to think long-term, not short-term, not what's going to make me feel good right now, but what is going to make me feel good in the big picture this year for the next three years? What's going to make me happy and positive and, and ambitious because I have, this is my role here, right? So when you're, when you're in the task of running something, right? I have to be ambitious. I have to always be looking like four months ahead. Um, so what is it that's going to allow me to do that? Which is not going out all the time so that my brain can clear. It's also ensuring that I also eat in a way that makes sense. Right. So, so tough. It's, that's I have, so I, tough. I, I have a sweet tooth. Anybody here has seen me take down sugar like a champ. Yeah. I think you just had like, yeah, I just had like seven pieces of banana bread, but, <laughs> but so I have to know how I am and I have to make hard choices accordingly sometimes. And when I don't, when I fail at doing that, that's when I crash. That's when I make myself sick because I'm not getting the nutrients I need. I'm not getting the rest I need. I'm mm-hmm. not getting the this I need. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, work so hard, work so stressful. And to reference back, I think we mentioned this once on an earlier podcast, which is the problem is never what you think the problem is, yep. right? So the problem is never work is stressful. The problem is I didn't manage myself. And so suddenly work is like, oh my God, I can't handle this. It was like, oh, well, what'd you do for the last week? Oh, okay. Well, I stayed here until 1230 in the morning. And then I went out because it was so-and-so's birthday and I had to show my face. And then I stayed an hour and a half too long. Yep. And then I did that. You know what I and mean? I so ate like crap I every ate, day. I ate like garbage. Yep. I didn't go grocery shopping. Mm-hmm. I didn't you, layers. It's always when you look at that, then you go, oh my God, there it is. That's it. It's not work. It's not work because if I had planned accordingly, I would be able to hold up because it's amazing what you can do when you are on yourself in terms of your maintenance. And I would say the biggest thing and the thing that made it the most clear to me was, uh, for those of you that don't know, last year I pulled 25 to 27 hours a week on a food farm where Mm -hmm. everything was done by hand. I would wake up. At 5.30 in the morning, I would get to the farm at 7 a.m. I would work on the farm from 7 a.m. to 12.30, schlepping, planting, shoveling, you name it. We were doing it. Um, And then I would leave, take a shower, come to Double Bar for around 1.30, 2 p.m. And then I would be at Double Bar until 8, 9 o'clock at night. And then I would go home, go to sleep, wake up, and do it all over again. Now, 
that sounds crazy and it sounds like the worst time ever. But ironically, I was more ambitious during that time because I was eating healthy because I got to eat all the food that came off the farm. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey. And I was outside and active. And so my body was physically fit. The part that was the failure that I learned about myself was I needed to rest more than I expected I would need to rest. Way more. And, and that led me to have to make some hard decisions in terms of time allocation where I had to look at my gigging schedule and go, how much is this benefiting my life overall at this moment in time? And I had to do a hard cutback on performing. And I realized that hard cutback on performing was part of what allowed me to be a better, more present leader in Double Bar and therefore made me happier to come into Double Bar at a time when I felt like I was pulled in a million different directions. So. So yeah, I want to end on this. Um, so I see uh, a counselor once every two weeks because I get like crazy uh, OCD where it's like like crippling uh, very frequently, especially when I'm stressed. Like this just it runs in the family. It's nothing crazy serious. I do a really good job in life of of like being able to take a deep breath and be like like it's fine. Like enjoy the moment. You're good. You're safe. You're good. Um, but I, and I, I'm not big on taking medication. I know this got real serious real fast, but I'm not big on, on taking medication myself. I think every person is a little different. I'm not here to judge anybody else's strategy. Like the world is crazy. Do what you got to do. Um, but for me, I love strategies. That's really helped me in life. And the first thing that my, my counselor talked to me, she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, well, I work at double bar Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or one, I wasn't really working on Tuesday. It was Monday, Wednesday. Um, Friday, Saturday, and it's like, and then I have rehearsal on Tuesday, and then I have another rehearsal on Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday nights, I gig, and then Sunday, I go to another, I like, is my day to practice, and I go to another one, and she's like, you're so stupid, you're so stupid, she's like, take one day, and don't touch the guitar, Yeah. and I was like, what do you, like, the my, like, what I've been trained, like, practice 10 hours a day, go for it, yeah. don't, what are you doing, like, my brain was like, don't play, you're gonna get worse. And I realized how much more I loved the guitar when I wouldn't, uh, I'm not gonna swear here, but you can fill in any word you want. When I didn't play the guitar, I was so much happier. Now that's not to say don't, don't like just stop whatever, but it's to say I make a choice and I try to make this either Thursday or Sunday, we have our shows on Sunday and then we're moving on the next Sunday. From So for me, tomorrow, Thursday, and the Thursday after, I am not going to touch the guitar. It's going to lay there. No matter, I don't care how creative I get. If I get the itch, even if I'm like, oh, well, I just want to write, I'll sing it into my iPhone. And then I'll be like, it's a, if it's really that good of an idea, I'll get it on Friday. It'll still be good tomorrow. It'll still be, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll record it and I'll love the daydream and I'll do all of that. But I know, I. so this is big. If you're ever, you can you can find it. It just might mean that you. I had to drop rehearsals from a band and I had to have a hard talk with everybody and be like, hey, we're going to need to find another day. I'm sorry, but this is non-negotiable. If you want me and I want to do this, if you want me here, and if, if it's not, if you can't work with that, that's not a problem and I don't feel attacked, but I need to stop. I need to stop on Sundays like or on Thursday, depending on when it alternates, right? Yep. And for me, that was like game changer. And like, I cannot say enough, like to, to our young musicians or musicians of any time, pick a day and don't pick up the guitar and don't do it like, don't even worry about music. Okay, I'm gonna you know? make that a more blanket statement though, because that's very literal to like, I, I'm my playing. Right. Right. So for me, I have to 
with modern technology being as it is, I have to pick a day and I have to shut off my phone. Mm -hmm. I literally do not turn my phone on and I do not have a computer at my house because that's how I roll. And I will not allow myself to connect because it's too easy to go, all right, well, I'm not going to practice, but I'm just, I'm just going to update, uh, you know, all my social media stuff so that way, you know, that stays active because that's part of self-promotion, right? Yep. And we're being a good artist and we're self-promoting and staying active and interactive with our community, right? There is irrefutable, irrefutable. There's so many wonderful things that come out of the, the community that is social networking and, and so many wonderful ways to come together, but there is also irrefutable evidence that people's anxiety levels and stress levels go through the roof more so when they're consistently plugged in. And for even for people who feel like they connect through this, and this is their primary, so I'm holding my phone right now, this is how intensely I'm saying this, press between my hands in prayer. Um, there is irrefutable evidence that it causes an inherent amount of stress and accountability to the point that we, are, we can't see our phone light up or go off or do this without feeling this pressure to respond, this pressure to check in in case it might be important. And having that weight, if you can shut that off and disconnect even for 24 hours, when you do go back to it, your appreciation and your enjoyment for just being connected again is huge and the weight isn't there as much. Mm -hmm. And And – as you said earlier before podcast, you don't know how that anxiety sits in your life until it's gone. Yeah. So yeah. I, from someone who has to constantly answering emails, answering phone calls, checking in on all the social stuff, constantly managing, I, that is a hard choice that I had to make. And it was just like, yep, something might burn to the ground today but i'm not gonna find out about it until tomorrow and so today will be good yep and tomorrow i will be rested and grounded enough to tackle that problem because really a lot of that stuff you can't fix on the fly anyway no and so yeah so we'll we'll wrap it up there um but and and let me say this too if, if anybody's ever struggling with just like like feeling burnt out, uh, please reach out to us. We can like, I'd be more than happy to sit here for 30 minutes and just be like, yeah, I get it. I've been there. Yeah. I, I understand where you're like, you feel like pressure to touch the instrument, but you can't do it. Like reach out. Like we, everybody's been there and like there, it, it gets better and you can find a way to win and you can find a way to win at, at your own pace and your own level. So more of the story, we're going to sum this up. You have to learn your internal pacing, and that's going to take time, and that's going to take a lot of misjudging and overextending and underextending and taking opportunities and missing opportunities. You have to make sure you keep time for rest, and sometimes that's going to mean if it's a career investment, skipping out on some of the stuff that social stuff that brings you joy, the casual pleasure of life, if you will, to invest in your career, or it might mean that you need to cut out some of the stuff the overtime stuff that you're doing for your job to maintain a healthy rest period. You got to eat something that makes sense. Stop buying things from Cumberland Farms. Like, that's not food. <laughs> that's just not food. I don't care what they tell you. And you need to hydrate. You need to drink water. 
especially if you are getting musician out and you're at the bars and you're having a beer, a this, a that, you need to keep yourself well watered. <laughs> yeah. And cool. So let's wrap it up with the. I feel I feel weird saying the strong surprise. The strong surprise. surprise? Yeah, it sounds just yeah. gross. I love Go it. Go for it. No, you say yeah, it. I yeah. just said it. Cool. I, I don't need to say Thanks. it again. Jack, can you yell it? All right, great. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay. What have you? What's the most recent thing you listened to? Ooh, the Roots. All right. So what about you? There is this band Mashuga, and they are incredible. If you are looking for the heaviest metal this side of platinum, right? This is the band Obzen. It is. Oh, it's gonna make you just crunch because it's like it's not like just like noise it's like the oh, it just just listen to it don't even i can't do it justice it's incredible see i just said the roots i kept it really short yeah well i'm wicked excited about this <laughs> i just told you i go emotionally all in there you go <laughs> all right we well, thank you so much for joining us and we'll talk to you next week all right <laughs>